Okay, it's time for uh, the next episode of our podcast. Last time we talked about letting go and I think uh, one of the major insights is probably to let go of control uh, and uh, what that means. Uh, perhaps that's because it's my personal, perhaps biggest challenge. So this morning we have let go of control completely. So we hardly know what we're going to talk about, but normally that's a good idea. Mm. What do you think, Bart? Yeah, it's actually a bit, we were just talking about it earlier, about the, the um, when we started this at the beginning of the year, we had quite a plan, sort of a framework to talk to and so on. In the last, I think, three, we just start talking and we'll see where we where we end up with. So I quite like that. So we're, we are letting go of control. So um, after our last uh, podcast episode, we uh, we were talking about what um, we were talking about the podcast and about uh, the group that we have in WhatsApp and and we said well what should we do do we, should we do something different and then our idea was to invite a guest but not like how other podcasts do that to interview a guest it's not an expert in any in in in, in any shape or form about the topic that we're talking about but just to invite a guest and we thought well who would be the best guest to invite then our biggest fan. <laughs> and we've talked our biggest fan. We've talked about our biggest fan before on this podcast. Uh, the biggest fan is Jenny. Yay! Hey! Hi, Jenny. Welcome Hi, to the Bart. podcast. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? We're talking about success today. It's an interesting topic. I've been thinking quite a lot about it lately. Uh, what is success? Uh, does it matter if other people think I'm successful? Does it matter if I think I'm successful? And uh, when you think about success and you just ask someone on the street, name a successful person, they might say Steve Jobs, or they might say even maybe some famous artist or so. Uh, but when you think about it a little longer, uh, maybe you can find something more deeper and more interesting. It might be a teacher that I had in, uh, when I was young that really inspired me, but uh, she or he would probably not have a huge wages or be in the headlines and mm. not not famous that way but maybe very successfully impacting people mm. so that's what i've been thinking about mm. and it's actually linking uh, pretty nicely to what i'm up to this week so there's a big event going on right now at norsken which the swedish uh, group following us will will know about probably so impact week so um i had this uh, big frustration on Monday afternoon, which are li which is linked to, to impact. And there is, to me, a very clear link between impact and success. And that's me personally. And I remember having a conversation in the evening uh, with um, um, another a common friend of ours. And he's, uh, he's a teacher to the kids' football team. And I just feel that that's such a huge thing he's doing there. That's mm. such a big impact that he has on that group of girls where he is uh, spending time. And compare that to um, having a you know traditional successful job, which is also impactful, but it's very, very different. Mm. Mm. So when is the last time you felt success? And what happened? Mm. It's interesting. It would probably be uh, while impacting someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, the most recent time it would be impacting my kids mm -hmm. uh, when uh, uh, one of the kids had a tough time with friends and when you can talk to them and maybe make them find a new way to deal with the situation 
and make them feel better, mm. uh, that would probably be mm. yeah, Im- impacting others mm. in yeah. some way. Yeah. How about you? Well, I was just about to ask you, when, when you say impact, say a little bit more what do you mean before we start using it more? Um, yeah, so I'll give you an example. Um, what impact is? Or yeah, what impact. Yeah. And um, So I, I came back to Stockholm last night uh, from uh, working with a client in Helsinki. And I've been working with this client for two years and helped them through an entire succession from, mm-hmm. you know, a, an MD retiring plus a, several other people retiring. Um, and the new management team has now uh, started and I was working with them over the last few days and it's just so cool to see the impact I have had Mm. working with these people over the last two years and I won't go into the detail but it's just fantastic to see that Mm. that made me feel successful Mm. now related to that is another part of what I really like is closing deals so if you are successful and you are impactful, then people want to work with you and to to basically sit with the MD and say, oh, let's do another year of this, makes me feel very good. Mm. It's uh, um, the feeling of, you know, they want to work with me for mm. another year. It's very, very nice feeling. So mm. it's related to that impact is important in success. So um, I would measure success also through impact. But I, 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 the feeling I get from actually having worked with these guys over the last few days and then in the last meeting deciding we're going to do this for another year is very strong and, um, uh, and powerful. Hmm. So one thing that is interesting when it comes to impact, I think, impact on one person or in one area mm. or impact in in the scaling which mm. was very much part of uh, I think what we were talking about on Monday afternoon at, at Norsken there there is this idea of scaling because we're talking with entrepreneurs about ideas that they want to make available to the world we're talking about the funding of it we're talking about the resources that need to go into it and so on um, and this the idea of scaling so if you connect success impact and scaling and then of course your own needs which I think everybody has as a human mm. need to be recognized and acknowledged to feel that it actually makes a difference what I do makes a difference and that need I think is very different depending on where you are in your own personal development sometimes you need it more mm. and sometimes it doesn't matter because you feel it you have an internal mm. acknowledgement that is uh, everything mm. um, so when it comes to success and impact in your if you go outside of your family what is that to you when you are at you know your your day job if you like in my day job i would say and now i'm quoting winston churchill so this is not my intelligent quote it's uh, moving from failure to failure <laughs> without loss of enthusiasm so being brave uh, stepping outside comfort zone uh, as often as i, I can and uh, probably failing every once in a while, learning lots and uh, becoming a better version of myself. That mm. would be doing the best I can with what I have, wherever I am. Mm. That's success mm. for me in my personal life and at my job. 
And how do you know you're in the right place? I think for me, it's more of an internal drive than an external drive. I can feel when I'm cheating, when I'm not trying enough, when I'm staying in my comfort zone, when I could do a little more. Uh, I think, uh, of course, it's wonderful when you when you get a response from from a, from a group um, that you have impacted them. But that's secondary for me personally. But I think whatever makes you uh, push yourself, either internal or external drive, use it for the benefit of becoming a better version of yourself. Mm. I would say. Mm. Mm. How's that for you, Pia? Yeah, so, I mean, I think I have, uh, so an example that happened to me two weeks ago, an old client of mine from four or five years ago contacted me and I haven't thought about him for a long time. So he's not part of my normal crowd or the companies that I work with. And he said, let's meet up for coffee. And I, I got curious. Mm. He um, He's from South America, um, but he's based in Sweden, at least now. Um, so I wasn't sure what he mm wanted to talk about mm. this is a project he wanted to sell me something or what it might be but what he wanted to do was to say thank you the coaching we did five years ago have had wow. has had a huge impact mm. on me mm. in my life and my decisions that i made after that mm. and apparently and i didn't know this after we stopped coaching he took a year off so he didn't say he had a burnout i would say that he just needed to you know mm. stop have a break and and think and uh, come out again and that's amazing. That's one person. And then another example when I'm thinking about having an impact on a group. And I think the reason I like that, so I'm also a yoga instructor. And, and when I feel that I, I can, through the yoga and through a class, have an impact on a group mm -hmm. because you help the group to develop and the group helps the individuals. So it's not about me. It's the group, actually, that does the work. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So you switch, you move energy from wherever it is when you start, which is a little bit perhaps all over the place, mm. to one shared energy. Mm. Now, that might sound a bit weird to some people, but let's just say one shared vision, one shared uh, group mm. rather than being individuals. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think what that makes people feel is something mm. that has an impact that they can then go out and use in whatever way yeah. is relevant to them. Yeah, so um, I think that reminds me of how, for our work, um, we we measure the success that we have often in the success that our clients have. Mm. So if I can see my client being successful, that for me is success. So I am successful when my clients mm. are successful. Uh, I really like that, you know, the work we did in August with the large group, the 350 people, and the fact that they got so much out of that conference, mm. that for me is success. Where we have been successful is because they are successful at the work they're doing in that conference. Mm. What would you say, since you're working as coaches and uh, with leadership, would be the greatest impediments for people to become successful, however you choose to define it? Um, I think the, <laughs> this is a really good question. For me, the connection between happiness and success mm. is really important in the answer to your question. So if we start to say, if we, if we keep saying that if only we are successful, then we will be happy. Mm. If we keep 
looking at it that way, then I think we're missing a trick. So if we turn that around and we say, we are going to be happy now. And if we're happy now, then we will be successful in the end, right? You turn mm -hmm. the formula in a way, mm -hmm. you turn it around. That it would be the best way of looking at it. So the answer to your question is, I think unhappiness is what gets in the way of success. Mm -hmm. So just be, if you focus on happiness in the moment, doing what makes you feel good, then success will follow from that mm -hmm. rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. Another way of uh, saying the same thing, I think, is when you talk to people about what's, you know, what's the purpose of life, yeah. and some people say, well, it must be to be happy, uh, which is the same thing as saying, I work to be happy. I, mm. It's the end goal. Mm. If the purpose of life is, let's say, to have impact or be, we can use the word successful, whatever that might be. It's just that I think it's been overtaken to some extent by the uh, materialistic mm. um, idea. But yeah. anyway, let's use, let's use the word impact. If the purpose of life is to have the best impact you can on others or on the world or whatever you might on your community or on your family or whatever you want to put it that's a very different way of uh, mm. of leading your life i think mm. and you can be happy while you have that impact mm. so you have all i would even say that it's important it's uh it's very important to be happy so that you can have impact right so it's difficult to I think it's difficult to be have to truly lead a meaningful life if you're not happy. I agree. Yeah. What do you think? I think uh, sometimes it's not really possible to be happy. Situations are that you cannot be happy. And I think it's interesting to maybe think about uh, meaning and happiness. Mm. What is more important? Is it to find meaning, which you can do even in a very tragic situation? Mm. Or is it to be happy? Like, and that also means what do you mean with happy? Do you mean haha -ha, and everything mm. is, uh, I'm in flow and everything is super great all the time? Mm. Uh, that that's not possible every day. No. For and for some people, maybe most of the time they cannot really be happy, but you can still find meaning. Mm. Uh, and maybe the meaning can be if you can uh, strive for what's meaningful for you, then that might be that you can yeah. become successful. Yeah. Victor yeah. Frankl. Yes, <laughs> we all read it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say the title of the book for anybody who hasn't read it? Yeah, with um, man's search for meaning. Man's search for meaning. Man's search for meaning. Yeah. So the idea there uh, for anybody who's interesting is it's a story. It's a tragic story because it's all based on concentration camps and the Second World War. But then there's also half of the book is about logotherapy, which is all about finding meaning. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the great thing about this is, so it's a guy that actually um, survived the concentration camps and he's a psychiatrist and he develops his own um, version of uh, a psychotherapy called logotherapy. Mm -hmm. And it all goes to this point of you can find meaning even in the most, in the worst uh, mm. uh, imaginable circumstances. Yeah. I wanted to pick up on what you were saying, you know, what do we mean by happiness? Because it can sound as if it's a very shallow mm. happiness, as in laughing, as in having an easy life. Mm. So talking about emotions, so being content, being happy, and we're looking at the pretty um, 
uh, high intensity of being being happy or looking at the low intensity of being happy or content i can see that there is a curve you you probably want both you mm. don't want just one or the other because it's nice to have a full spectrum of your emotions i think mm. but what's sustainable over time is being content on the low intensity mm. not happy on the high intensity and i think that's worthwhile considering so when we think that something is i oh, you know not much is going on Yeah, well, maybe that's perfect. Mm. You're in a very good place. You're content. And if you're a little bit bored, maybe that's excellent. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah my, uh, I, I learned this word over the summer. And let me see if I can pronounce it. Equin equinimous, I think is the word. Um, it's sort of a, a, a calm contentment in life. Um, so that's probably a better word for this, what we're talking about, than happiness. Because happiness has connotations of pleasurable activities and, and happiness is a lot bigger than that yeah and i think if you want to talk about it and jenny will know this as well from 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 the physical or, or from the body's perspective we talk about homeostasis mm. when everything is kind of aligned mm. so it's working mm. the way it's meant to be working so no part is eating on another part if you like there's mm. no parasites going on mm. but th the system is working the body's working mm. So you can find a physical routine that, that helps you to get into homeostasis as well yeah. as a mental routine. Mm. Yeah. So, so now a difficult question. We always talk about towards the end of the podcast episode. So what can people do mm. with this? So what can people do with this? What tips or hints or yeah. ideas do we have for that? I think, and I guess I'm a bit of a conservative person in this respect, but many times when people are not content with what they have and don't feel successful, they they, they want to change everything at the same time. Mm. It's like, oh, I, I work at a bank, but that's not what I want to do anymore. I'm going to be a gardener full time mm. tomorrow. I think maybe, maybe start out with smaller changes because... Uh, I'm at least not wise enough to know maybe what I need and what maybe not what I want. And it's really hard to know how it is to be a gardener mm. when you've never been it. So how about maybe just changing smaller things mm. and uh, hoping for an incremental change that will be powerful in the long run. And as you said before, look for when are you happy? When do you get energy? How can I get just a little bit more of that? Mm. That's where I... I would start. Yeah, so uh, to build on that, I think, and it's an, an episode that we've done before, mm. the summer, it's reflection. So mm. one is experimenting with small changes. Mm. We call it anything, you know, you experiment with small changes and then you reflect on it. I think that's the second step that if you experiment with small changes, but you don't reflect on it, mm. you will never learn anything. So it's those two go hand in hand, experiment mm. with small changes, reflect on it, mm. come to insights. Yeah. And I'd like to add um, the different dimensions. So what do you do to make your body happy? What do you mm. need to do to make your mind happy? Uh, what do you need to uh, do in your in your environment? So your social interactions that will make you happy. And you can, it's a little bit like a, a book of recipes. So mm. if you have small, small things, for example, and you know me, if I see a puppy, I would immediately switch my emotional state. Mm. Now that's very temporary. It happens there and then. But if I do something else uh, that just makes me feel content, it could be mentally to actually think about 
what made me happy today or mm. what made what impact did I have today that's mm. probably a better question for me personally but whatever works for you mm. yeah. and just remind myself oh actually mm. yeah it's a pretty good day yeah.